0: You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Avram Kivalevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. From Chicago and Jersey, through the magic of Zoom, this is the third season of The Chavrusa. I'm Avram Kivalevich. And I'm Kamal Morge. And it's been a long time, Kalman. <laughs> a very long time. Uh, since we've actually done this, uh, 17 years or so. And it seems like... Well, the
1: second like, season only took place a couple of years ago.
0: Right. We did have a second season where we had that live uh, rocketing show that uh, is available on uh, a number of platforms. We'll talk about that later. But here we are. And although it's 17 years, I would say the last... Month uh, and a half sort of feels like 17 years, or maybe 70 years. Ben Shivim Shana, exactly. Uh, since uh, we all went into lockdown.
1: But, well, uh, well, we'll see if when this finishes, we'll all be Hayinu Kachomim, like dreamers.
0: <laughs> well, hopefully, we can give people uh, some good things to dream about uh, that they shouldn't have that anxiety. Uh, and I think that's part of the reason why we decided to redo the show. Um, uh, as many of you might know, uh, we've been uploading the old episodes of the Chavruza, uh up on our uh, podcast site. And for a while, it was, it was, it was some of the most can popular...
1: You, can you, for the sake of the listeners, give them the uh, uh, website with the podcast?
0: Yes. Okay. It's a pretty uh, lengthy uh, website name for some people. It isn't like one, two, three, but it's uh, Yeshiva of Newark. Y-E-S-H-I-V-A-O-F-N-E-W-A-R-K dot Jewish podcasts, all one word, Jewish podcasts, all one word, dot org. And if, uh, over there you'll find, uh, a, a number of the episodes from the Harusa, some of them that I thought still had a lot of bearing and relevance even so almost 20 years later. But we, but those, I, 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 as the curator of the podcast site, I've gotten a lot of inquiries about, hey, what's with this chavrusa? Who is this? What's happening? That was great. And I tell people it was, you know, we did that 17 years ago, and there's been a demand for more. So as we're here in lockdown, finding ourselves with more time than we'd want, uh, and the fact that I think that the audience is really searching for different types of things to listen to, And I think the Chavrusa is still unique. Um, And let me just remind people, if this is your first time, that one of the things that made our program different was that there were starkly different opinions between myself and the very young Rabbi Warch at the time. as as we're, as we're in zooming now, and I'm, I'm looking at his uh, countenance, I can see that uh, the years have taken their toll on both of us. And maybe it's not the old versus the young anymore, <laughs> the way it used to. Maybe it's the slightly old and the very old.
1: <laughs> I'll take no offense there.
0: Apparently. Yeah, look. Uh, you know, yeah, look, yeah, so although in the old programs we were talking about common with his small children, common is now uh, the, the parent of, uh, of older children, that really uh, is, is part of why we were thinking about, of something to talk about and, and not to get you depressed about the uh, events that are happening all around you and, and, and the obituaries that you might be reading, something that takes us perhaps into the future of the next school year and beyond. And it's actually suggested by something that a couple of friends of mine uh, who have been in lockdown uh, tell me to have asked me, and they've said, can you recommend a book to read? Can you recommend? Yeah, I, I understand. I got plenty of farm <laughs> You know, I've been using spharm that I haven't used since the, before the chasna because now I'm stuck at home. But can you, rep- can you recommend some books? Recommend me something that I could perhaps read and, and get out of where I am. Uh, you know Camus was famous for writing that the novel is the place where the human becomes abandoned with to other humans because um, in a way, <clears throat> by reading the novel and i 'm talking about uh, fiction specifically, one is able to connect in a way and download experiences and events and make them relevant to themselves, abandoning themselves to other humans. so I want to talk to you, common about. This idea that when the schools get back up, when the yeshiva and other schools, within, of course, a certain realm, there should be a push for literature, a push for classic literature, and using the same type of methodology and skill that we parse and and analyze a passage from the Talmud, we should use those type of intellectual creative skills and present to our students great literature, great books to read, because I, I think it would help them way beyond Corona.
1: Okay. So I, I'm going to have to take the position here on the other side. Um, while I, I'll tell you that I've certainly read a, a book or two, um, I, I, what you're, where you're going and what you're suggesting seems, um, if I could use a very simple word, maybe even unnecessary. I don't know if there is the same kind of need for the study of literature, especially, I mean, to go so far as to delve into it with the same kind of depth um, as we would in uh, more meaningful uh, material. Certainly seems uh, almost inappropriate. But uh, the, uh, what, what I'd like for you to uh, maybe uh, prompt me here, what what makes you um, feel like it is so necessary for there to be again people enjoy books, but you're talking about making literature a part of everyone's um, a, a part of everyone's life and making it something that people delve into and study, especially the students. What's what's uh, what's the motivation behind it, especially since I'm going to have to. Um, argue, I guess we'll get to that soon, that uh, what do you think you can find there that you wouldn't already have in the system of tourism? Okay, that's a, that's a big question. Uh, I, I think what prompts it was
0: something that I read in the New Yorker article uh, highlighting a, fi, uh, a future, um the uh, the most trusted doctor or most trusted person probably in the United States today. And they talked about his, although he became, of course, uh, an incredible doctor and and might be one of the most important sources for saving lives today. Um, Fucci in his uh, high school uh, in the Regis Catholic Academy, somewhere in, in New York, was forced to take years of reading the Greek and Latin classics, reading uh, literature, in other words, that had very little to do with the field he eventually became an expert in, in terms of infectious diseases. And it's my contention that people like Fuji and, and others uh, become more um, understanding, more sympathetic towards humanity by being able, in a safe way, to confront it. And let me let me explain it a little bit better. I think that our community, and I'm not sure if me and you are in the same community, but we we are in basically the same community. We're not exactly the same. You're in Chicago, I'm in Jersey, but we know what we're talking about. And we know that the yeshivish community, who are most of the people that are listening to this program probably, are suffering from a lack of, of good citizenship. We know that there is a sense still, a holdover from some who knows what, some European mindset that makes it difficult for there to be a sense of commonality and understanding of the other, Uh, and it it, it shows itself in in, in constant violation of morals and manners, and I'm not going to blame the uptick in anti-Semitism on the Jews. But clearly, and if you take a look again, some of the Gedei throw, Ravelli Brudney and others, uh, have been talking about it. Lipe Gephardt, they've been talking about it that we need to produce better citizens of the of the state, of the country, and of the world. And to well, me, I,
1: I don't mean to interrupt you here, but I, I, I mean, I think I think maybe this is a topic, and if the listeners are interested, <laughs> let us know. You know, this question of. Whether Jews living in America should be, um, you know, citizens of the state as much as the way that you're describing. So I'm, I, I'm just, I'm not sure that's a given. Before you go on. I'm not sure that self is 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 a given, but but I am interested in hearing and how you think that literature is somehow going to result. So I'll tell you why. Because if
0: we, and I, I know what you're going to be saying later. That there's enough in Midrashim Chazal. There's enough in in Sefer Shmuel. There's enough in beauty, and even if you can get through Sefer Eov. However, let's call a spade a spade. That the the, the Yeshiva Bachrim are proficient in English. The language itself demands more proficiency from them it is something they can grab onto easily and if we choose our literature carefully what we're going to get is not only uh, students who can put a sentence together but also think about what it means to live in the body and the struggle of someone else and to realize how the struggle of you know perhaps pip in great expectations is not so different than their struggles of trying to get through the world uh and in that way they can actually commune with the citizens of greater New York or whatever uh, state or city they're living in. And I think it also develops within them a certain sensitivity and directness, a psychological growth that you need to work very hard to find from Chazal. Uh, And I'm not, uh, as you know, I'm not saying we should uh, give that equal uh, stature, but we should be, Perhaps, and again, this is my argument here, spending less time on the three R's, reading, writing, and arithmetic, and talking about comprehension of literature and really uh, spending time uh, thinking about the wisdom that is contained in in books. And again, I have a list that you know, there's some, obviously we're not talking about anything that has explicit vulgar language, but there are plenty of books out there uh, that uh, can
1: pass the muster, and instead of people just well, reading I, it, yeah, I I think you know myself a fan of uh, um, of Dickens as much as anyone, and I would say that uh, there's a lot to learn from Fagin the Jew as, as much as there is to learn from Pip, but um, I, I, I I I still think, and I, I know I know you've already preempted this, but I do agree we need this kind of Derek eretz kat which. I'm not going to argue that we're, we're we're lacking that. Certainly, the typical yeshiva boy doesn't um, connect to in the right way to to um, the general human consciousness and the and the suffering of humanity in the way that we would expect of people who are so um, uh, brilliant and broad. My, I, I'm with that, but but to suggest that the solution to that is is Dickens or Poe or or Dostoevsky. Is, uh, is, is hard for me to um, um, recognize and to appreciate that, 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 that that's the way we have to go. Um, I, I'm going to have a hard time agreeing with it. Let me present. And I, I, and I agree with you. you know, taking out Les Miserables, because it's, yeah. it's crude. Um, yeah, I think we're, we're, all, we're all on that. You know, Victor Hugo and, uh, had, had his... I, own, I, again, I, I, I want to say, by the way, just since
0: you're mentioning uh, uh, Hugo... My um, curriculum, and unfortunately in the last 17 years since we've been together, I've, I've been thrown into a lot of curriculum meetings and things like that. Um, my curriculum would not include any translated works. I actually want them to take out their steely knives and dissect the English. Uh, I, again,
1: work- no, the I, I, think that's, I think that's a terrible idea. You, you, lose, you lose crime and punishment you're right raskolnikov is is great but i, I it, that, that may be the greatest work of of you know the mind of a criminal and and just of psychology and you know that you, you you're gonna throw all that okay. away i mean i, I hate to be I, arguing the other side here but uh, yeah okay i'll tell you what the problem is is that you're not 100 percent
0: sure you know my mother uh, was was encouraged me to read when i was young. And of course, you know, throwing a little plug on myself, I read when I was three. And part of it had to do with the fact that my mom pushed me. Now, she was a Russian woman who um, unfortunately was not able to get books in Russian when she was raising us in in Tennessee. And um, when I was able to get her uh, some of the books from the library, she was marveling at how different it was and how, uh, of course, it was years after she had read it. And she commented to me about how the translation really, of course, as all translations do, uh, really uh, eviscerates sometimes and sanitizes and sometimes neutralizes uh, right. what's what, what is being done. And I think, especially since what I'm trying to do is is connect people to Anglo, the Anglo sphere, I would want them. And, and, and this way, I, I would want the English teacher not to be some, you know, fellow who's just, you know, marking time and, and looking at his clock and waiting to get out of there. An English teacher who has the same gishmak as the Rebbe who's being medayic in the Rashi Tesis and, and how it fits in. Uh, you know, and again, I know, because besides Raskolnikov, I would have said crime and punishment. I would have said, of course, the castle. Kafka's the castle, which, again, was translated from the German. To me, that is one of my favorite books. I read it constantly <laughs> for a chizuk, which is going to sound strange to people. But I, I would be afraid to g- to give something like Kafka or uh, Dostoevsky, merely because I think a lot of the implications that would have been drawn might be incorrect. And I want them to think that this is pshat. You know, it's like this is pshat, whether it's Shakespeare, uh, where you have to, or Dickens, Steinbeck, or whoever it is. And I think that it, it, would, it, it would really uh, stop, it would not only create great citizenship, it would also, I think, allow a lot of students who aren't on the top tier in the Gemara, who feel that they're middling, it would allow them to shine in a way. Because the Lemud I don't know, with Avi, and you tell me the rest of your kids who are taking Lemud Echol, are they in
1: schools where the mukho is taken seriously well I, I'd say in general you know whether if one school is better than the other uh, certainly um no one is um in the typical yeshivish school no one is um is on the side preparing for their uh um, uh, Ph.D. In, in literature, there's no, there's no, no one's, no, no one's aiming for that. And if they do take it more seriously than in another place, it's certainly not treated that. But yeah, after to remember, people who are in a secular school, this is their learning. And in most yeshivas and uh, girls' schools, this is seen as, as sort of something to get to somewhere. So the reason why you would um, get a secular education is so that you can participate and, in, and get a vocation and support yourself and be okay. part of the functioning humanity. That's its purpose. But to serve as a higher purpose, to become a better person, that's what the Torah is for. And, and you don't, again, um, Mark Twain, is is absolutely brilliant, and not just the three lines that every yeshiva boy can quote from his essay on, on, on the Jews. It, all his works, uh, from from uh, you know Sawyer, Huckleberry Finn, oh, and right. and going through all of them, uh, the game, uh, the, the letters from the earth. Works about, <laughs> Uh, and, and myself, yeah, I, I would um, the excitement of of the works of Jules Verne and H.G. Wells. And, and could you and imagine? The, could, you, could you imagine a class
0: reading The Mysterious Stranger, a tenth grade class? That would be a an, an incredible discussion about the nature of good and evil. You know the book I'm talking about, The Mysterious Stranger, no? which is really about God and about evil in the world, um, and. And I, I really believe, because I've had students who were kishron, but didn't get the dynamic and the, and, and, and the shtick of what it means to be great in Gemara. There is a certain sense of a, not just a Gemara cup, but a Gemara fluency that escapes some, and I think this would be a, a, not only a great thing for the Gemara cap to learn, but they might see that the other guys who weren't so great in Gemara are really solid in, 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 in the analysis of, of, of Twain or Hawthorne or whoever we're gonna choose. And it, to me, the problem with. I think Hawthorne was probably gonna be out. <laughs> well,
1: you're just thinking yeah. about the Scarlet Letter, but again, there are other even even some of his other works they are a little Racy. But but and I get your point. But I, I want to get this this um, specific point in because this, this is really important. You know, I, I once had someone at my table, and the kids were preparing for Purim, and this person knew nothing, knew nothing, and they said, "What is Purim?" This is a this is a Jewish person, obviously. So so I said, "Well, how much time have you got?" They said, "All the time in the world." So I told them the, the Purim story, the book of Esther, but not just the way that it's written in the, with all the Maimare Chazah, with all the statements of the Gemara and the drama and the, the suspense. And it must have taken a half hour to tell the story. And this, this person was just amazed, amazed at this. And their response was, "Where, where, where is this? Where, where, where do I find this story? I said it's one of the books of the Bible, and this person—and I know not everyone's this far from from knowledge. The person's response was, "The Bible has stories," which I was more shocked by by them not knowing that the Bible has stories than they were by by how exciting the story was. But an analysis of the Book of Esther is is greater than the Man in the Iron Mask. The, it, the book of Esther is way more exciting and way more Again, translation than, <laughs> yeah, okay then yeah I get it but still then the count of Monte Cristo yeah. uh, all the Dumas works uh, yes translations aside but it, what I'm I do believe that if we were to create a literature class but doing it um, you know, why, why go to Washington Irving when we have Choni Amagel, right? Why have Rip Van Winkle and his silly story of falling asleep when there's so much depth in Choni Amagel who returns after 70 years of sleeping? There we go. Hayinu Kachom, and we were like dreamers, when he comes back, the pain that he's going through. The, and our sages only give it to us in three lines, but that's so much better because we get to look at it and study what was he thinking he couldn't stand to be alone. He actually wanted to die. And even though that's against everything we believe yeah, in. So, so, but, so actually, do so both. What? <laughs> what? So you're actually proving my point. You could actually no, you do this. You can. You don't need Washington Irving if you have a, a Bayan Rava. We we should we should create something like this. But we don't need to go. We don't need to outsource. Is, is what I'm suggesting. I'd like to hear your response. Uh, obviously, there's geniuses outside the in but what could you find out there that you couldn't, if done properly, find here? Well, first of all, I, I think you're actually proving my point because
0: if you're going to have uh, a, 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 a group of Balikishra that are able to read the Gemara, then they're going to actually appreciate the English class, that makes reference to it and maybe shows that, look, <laughs> look what uh, the Gemara was able to accomplish in three lines, what took 10 lines here, and how does it borrowing it from it, how is it different? Um, people who read uh, the book, The East of Eden, which of course is John Steinbeck's take on Safer voracious. And again, I'm not suggesting it because it does have some raunchy a- areas in it, but, but one could actually say, how is it the same? How is it different? Uh, and you actually are able to enrich. Now, let me let me make the point even greater. I'm going with the Hanukkah, that the average kid, not the one who's also to be the God who's gonna who's on the fast track, is not going to be able to concentrate the whole day in Gomorrah anyway, in learning. This area of the day that we call secular study time, which could be two, three, four hours, let's say maximum, in the yeshivish schools. That time... The kids bounce off the wall and are completely disrespectful. And if you tell them you need to study this because otherwise the school's gonna get shut down, otherwise you're not gonna get a job, all of those things are gonna make them vote with their feet and their wildkite and and, and, and and disrupt. If, however, we can give them something, Geschmack, something where they don't have to listen, like your your Purim guest was listening to the magic of Kalman Warch. Uh, bringing all is your addition to the stories. Here, the idea of teaching, as you know, is to empower the kids. Most American yeshiva boys and girls can be empowered in a language. They don't need to look in the Gemara book sheet. They have a dictionary to help them with some difficult words, some annotated editions, and they can begin to become baledvarim in it. In a way, they can't on a sugya in a way, they can't because they, they lack a lot of the broadness that's necessary. And therefore, I think this empowers them. And I think it will lead to greater enjoyment and also penetration. When I was a student, and look, I'm, I'm not, I'm considered a bright fellow. But I can tell you that math was never my strong suit. And maybe it, it's haunted me. But part of the reason why was because I never saw math as part of my life in the future. I understood that what I was learning now was somehow reading me for the future. I didn't see that, I didn't understand it and I didn't roll up my sleeves. When you present great literature and present it well, and I think also not necessarily in the sanitized version that ArtScroll and others have created textbooks, you don't know it's ArtScroll, but there is there are textbooks that are out there that art scroll is behind, and they have come up with some reading selections from famous books of literature. But <laughs> I've seen what they've taken out of that. Uh, they they do a very like almost like the communists in the, the beginning of the 20th century, uh, editing their books, but unedited, unexpunged versions of the books to see exactly what the author wanted. You know, I, I think that this empowers our students and 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 really allows them to speculate in ways that are correct. Look, both me and you have taught shiurim, and we hear, and I listen to your shiurim a lot now because I upload many of them, and I hear your students say, well, maybe, uh, maybe the reason why hama uh, maruba mitzilsa is because the Jewish people are uh, connected to the moon uh, philosophically, and that's why in sukkah there needs to be less sun. You know what I'm talking about, right? So, Common Warch tr- right. responds. Well, maybe it's a point. Yeah, okay. Yeah, let me get to that. Okay, but let me get to what I really want to talk about. That you that would be something you couldn't do in literature because in literature the teacher would say, "Yeah, I don't know," <laughs> you know. And maybe that is what what Twain meant. Maybe that is what Ralph Ellison meant. Maybe that is what uh, you know these authors mean. And 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 that is where the student feels he's in an equal playing field, whereas when he's in front of the Rebbe, uh, he, is it right or is it wrong? I think in literature, there is no specific right or wrong, and you create new aspects every single time you're there. I, I see it as a win win situation. I think you lose on this comp, because I, I, I don't see how, if you're going to do the three hours, I'm not talking about uh, eliminating stuff from Lamude Kodesh, but it, you, you want, in, in the three and a half hours that your child is going to Lamude Kodesh, a whole. you think it's more important for them to do the sciences and or,
1: or that so make your case
0: because no we okay, haven't so, uh, yet. first of all I'd like
1: to I'd like to make four four comments first to respond and then to agree on some part and then I'd like to um, disagree with you on something and then I'd like to ask you a question so okay, you then we're gonna wrap, and, then, and then we're going to wrap it up <laughs> okay so you may, you may want to write these down um so <laughs> okay. uh, uh, first of all in, in terms of uh, yeah i do think that we do need to use um the primary purpose of the secular studies should be to allow people to have a vocation in the future and as much as you can open and expand people's minds make people better citizens and you may want to disagree with me i think the primary purpose has to be so that people can get a job look at all the these uh, kids who are now adults in new york who are who are complaining that they never received, uh, you know, they couldn't do basic math and, and even read and write in English. I, I think that's got to be the primary purpose. Uh, and that, that's where the emphasis has to be. I, I think the, the um, one thing I would like to suggest is I think we all agree that literature is important. Kids should read Harry Potter because oh. kids enjoy reading <laughs> Harry Potter. Not because Harry Potter is a great work of literature and anyone who analyzes it e- as if it was written by one of the Balitosevos is, uh, is, is making a fool of themselves. I mean, there are equivalent books um, written by greater authors than uh, J.K. Rowling, and I'm sorry if anyone is going to listen um, uh, to this and, and be insulted, but, but kids can read it because it's fun. So I'm not taking away from the fact that, you know, a good library, fun reading, making reading um, fun for kids. Parents reading to children is very important. Um, Kids just open. I'm not taking away. We're talking about here about turning it into a focus and a study. So I'd like to I'd like to disagree with you on one point. You know, you talked about you talked about Steinbeck. I, I think the danger here is, and I'm going to say this very clearly, if we were ever to do a comparative study between the book of Genesis and the way that Isaac Asimov, and, and I say Genesis, not um the way that Isaac Asimov study, uh, understood it, the way Steinbeck understood it, and La of Dallas, the way that Milton uh, understood it in Paradise Lost, you know, where he just goes completely off on his own thing. I, I think when you do that, you are... Endangering the minds of the children, especially young teenagers, who maybe and uh, maybe see uh, you know Milton's very use um, uh, his corrupt. I mean, uh, maybe you'll disagree, but his his corrupt view of the way that Adam and Chavod come to sin. Uh, and if you were to study um, the Rashi's Chachmas version of Gehenna versus Dante's Inferno, I, I know translation, I get it, uh, but but. Uh, you're you're actually running yourself into a very dangerous place of people's minds being taken, especially the young minds, being taken to places without the ability to properly I don't know the teacher can go through it, but, but you're running into a danger there. And so I would completely avoid um, any okay, of those. So, 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 so let me we're, we're for a do, second. just talking about literature and the ability to analyze deep stories, so yeah, you know what? I'll agree with you, and this is my final point, that maybe if you're not a Gemara cup, you're not going to be able to look at the story of Choni Amagal, or the stories of Rabbi Hanina Bendosa, or the story of Rabbi Akiva, or the story of Rabbi Eliezer. You're not going to be able to look at it, but there have been people who have done it, and I, I, I'm not going to plug Art Scroll here at all. But people like Marcus Lehman, who, and uh, I, <laughs> I, I don't want to say the Golem stories, I'm not going there, those are, those, even though he wrote those as literature. But certainly Marcus Lehman was a brilliant, brilliant writer who, who um, took some of these teachings of our sages and turned them into, so let's, let's choose Lehman over Hemingway. And I'd like to hear your response. Though. Okay, so first of all, I guess I wasn't clear.
0: I did mention uh, East of Eden, but I guess you're not familiar with East of Eden. East of Eden is actually a book about a modern family uh,
1: and the sibling rivalry that exists. No, no, I get that. You're still, you're still going to be... Comparing it and studying no, but it. but it's but it's unlike Milton. This is not a retelling of the story. This is a I, I shadow. Get it. Okay, so that this may is, even be more dangerous. That may be more dangerous because here you're putting the thoughts into people's minds without telling them you're putting thoughts into people's minds. No, you know, these okay. are retelling, you know, modernizing Shakespeare stories and things like that. But but doing that to biblical stories and retelling the story of of David and Jonathan. As now um, a story of two young men, you know that's more. That's more dangerous. I think. Yeah, yeah I, I don't I, think your East of Eden
0: argument I, is going to win. What I was though, no, I, I I think you still misunderstand. I, I think what happens is is that if if, the, if literature done well reflects what's in the students' minds anyway, they know about Avraham and Chava, they know about Yaakov and Esau, and most of them are afraid to say, ask questions like, was Asaph so bad? I mean, what, what did Yaakov, Yaakov seems to, 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 to be fooling him. Or even in terms of Yosef, because like, we have a Slabotker mindset that the Ovos, of, of, and, and of Victor Miller, of course, or Victor Miller did a lot uh, to cement this in, 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 in the eyes of many in terms of not being mefakvic on the psukim. And I'm not saying that they should. However, it's in their brain. And when they can read about it, when it's described about someone else, when it's not, you know, Kyan and Evel, but it's, uh, you know, Adam Trask, whatever the character is in East of Eden. So there, it, 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 there's a safe buffer. And, and yet, the ideas can still be spoken about in a way that I think is not Kfira, open fear. But I'm going to take, let me just say another point. There's a lot of issues. Um, uh, if you talk about uh, Ellison's Invisible Man, where he talks about uh, the issue of the African-American in uh, society. This is something that is, is, is crucially needed. There, we know that the uh, relationship between the African-American community and the Orthodox Jewish community, especially here in New York recently before the corona lockdown, uh, was in, in a terrible state. And uh, as the Jersey City killings and the Muncie attacks uh, indicated, and I think literature is a way, unlike preaching uh, uh, and teaching about Martin Luther King and teaching about civil rights, or the same way uh, showing, uh, you know, showing Holocaust films does very little sometimes uh, to audiences. But reading and, and discovering a character does. It allows it's a safe buffer uh, that allows things to be to be different. In terms of your argument about when are they going to get their their knowledge? I'm not saying eliminate the sciences, but we all know that it's, it's really high school is meant to create the, per, the person who then gets the knowledge post high school for his career. High school is when that person is in that stage of creation, the stage where he's becoming. And I would like, during that incredibly important period, those Yemei Narus of, of, of growth, I would like there to be the frumvelt agreeing that we should give to our, we, we should open up to the incredible gift that modern literature, not necessarily today's bestsellers, but modern
1: literature has bequeathed. And I think unexpunged, real... I, I think, I, I, I know I'm interrupting you again, but I, I think that... Um, i'm not hearing you make any distinction between the the books that you know i agree with you you know the the um um you know 12 years a slave is certainly going to do a lot more to um help um the from community understand some of the pain that has been uh, that uh, that the African American community has gone through, um, you know, especially those days. But um, even more books that talk about the civil rights struggle and things like that. But you haven't answered my question. I'd like to drag you back there. You know, um, um, Tolkien is safe. C.S. Lewis, all his books are Christian propaganda. Yeah, of course. So, uh, so, yeah. So are, you, are you gonna? Are you gonna? Are you agreeing at least that we're gonna? Um, because you're talking about the aris, they're in their youth, and I'm thinking in their youth, God, yeah, of course, if they're going to read the, the, the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, they're going to be introduced to uh, um, Christian concepts here.
0: Okay, so, so again, C.S. Lewis, again, we've spoken about when we were <laughs> living close by uh, the obviousness and really the crassness of C.S. Lewis. Uh, I would actually uh, opt for a Philip Pullman's books Uh, which are, you know, his dark materials, which are really uh, a much more interesting take on spirituality. And I think that would actually, uh, although he himself, we know that uh, Pullman is a big uh, atheist, but I think that Pullman's Pullman's books are not preachy and they actually uh, scrape the psyche of kids. So, yeah, C.S. Lewis okay, is so that out.
1: That's all I I, that's what, I just wanted to clarify before I let you go on. Right. We and are and, in agreement that we're going to be very specific. But you um, need Lambdanim like Kivalevich to decide. You know
0: what I'm saying? You need people like <laughs> Kivalevich and Warch to help uh, create these curriculums. You know, again, the Rosh Hashibah that's been sitting there, you know, learning, you know, he has no idea what's going on. And unless, and I, again, Raren Lichtenstein, Zatzal and others People like them who uh were careful in terms of what they recommended but understood great literature and I think that that would uh help quite a bit all right look we didn 't really fight too much, and it looks like old age has mellowed us, but uh, there was enough little stabs uh between uh Kalman and myself and uh and we didn 't want to run too long so uh, i 'm Avram Kivalevich from jersey and uh, Kalman Warch
1: from Chicago. And this has been the Chabrus. We covers, hope so- to see you next time. Uh, uh, join us. Um- Thanks for joining us for
0: another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode.